Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This episode is going to be a review of the film You Can't Watch This, which is due to be released this coming Wednesday, May 15th. I'm not sure if everyone has been hearing about this film yet, but if you haven't, trust me, you will be. But I can almost guarantee you that you're already familiar with the team behind it. This movie was directed by George Lulin John and produced by Kalen Robertson, the same team who was also involved in making the films Farmlands, Panadrama, and the upcoming documentary Borderless, all of which we have discussed here on this channel before. That's a pretty dang impressive portfolio to have as a filmmaker, if you ask me. And I think those films kind of give you an idea of the type of subject that Kaylin and George are interested in. The murder and robbery of white South African farmers, bias in the BBC, and human trafficking in the Mediterranean are all important issues that just do not get enough attention. And the same can be said about online censorship, which is exactly what You Can't Watch This covers. The film explores the online silencing of five figures, Alex Jones, Paul Joseph Watson, Laura Loomer, Gavin McInnes, and Tommy Robinson. For anyone who hasn't seen it yet, here is a quick look at the trailer. He calls Zuckerberg's power unprecedented and un-American. Listen, this is not just targeting one side of the political spectrum. It's the first time that the high court will examine free speech rights and social media. This is a monopoly. There is no competition and there's no accountability. Facebook or Google are not government actors, so the First Amendment does not speak to their conduct. Certain voices and messages should be excluded from their platforms. I'm worried that we may fall. We may lose what makes this country great, and that is the fact that we have free speech. The government cannot broadly restrict anything that it might label hate speech, but platforms can if they wish to. Let's talk about YouTube, the second biggest search engine in the world. The more they try and censor the people who are the alternative, the more frustration they will build against them. A progressive publisher fears those on the left like her may soon face the very same hurdles as conservatives. I was used as the straw man. Once the public took the bait, took the hook in their mouth, then everyone else would, 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 would fall. We were winning. We're losing. First off, I just want to say that visually, in terms of production value, as someone who's seen it, this film is as polished as any Netflix or HBO documentary out there. So thumbs up there, guys. More broadly, though, at a time when the news cycle is dominated by discussion of Gavin McInnes, Alex Jones, Laura Loomer, and Tommy Robinson being kicked off of everywhere and essentially depersoned, what sets this film apart from the coverage by the mainstream media is that the filmmakers don't just talk about these people, they actually talk to them. And if you're someone who doesn't like the idea of companies like Facebook and Twitter or even governments, as the film explains, telling you who you can or cannot listen to, then I think that alone makes this film worth watching. We've gotten to a point in our society, unfortunately, when just listening to or hosting someone like Alex Jones or Tommy Robinson, not being them or agreeing with them, mind you, just listening to them, is considered tantamount to violence by some people. What this film does, and what I think is so necessary right now, is that it humanizes these people. It just keeps getting worse. I mean, they, they vandalized my car, and they screamed obscenities in my house, and planned a vigil on my front lawn, and just ridiculous shit. But, you know, that, I'm also getting doxxed by Antifa and getting death threats and I'm going to the FBI and they're saying this one is believable. So, you know, I had armed guards in my front room for a while. Very soon, a time soon, then the relocation of my family will be needed. 
probably to another country. They're the thoughts I've had to have, they're the discussions I've had to have. Is it safe? No, it's not. The reality is I have three young children and a wife. It's not just me who's at risk. They probably won't, but I really hope that anyone who's ever cheered for the deplatforming of someone like Laura Loomer or Gavin McInnes takes the time to watch this movie. I want them to see how ridiculous it is that all this effort has been spent trying to shut up these commentators when at the end of the day, they're just people. People with opinions that others have decided they don't like. You don't have to agree with or even like someone like Alex Jones or Laura Loomer, but I hope you realize how ridiculous and scared it makes you look by treating them like anthrax. An unfortunate but important to note cycle that this film highlights starts like this. A conservative commentator gains a following on social media, be it YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. They say something that progressive activists don't like, so they get labeled a white nationalist, a racist, a right-wing extremist. Doesn't matter if it's not true, and 99% of the time it's not, but that's what they'll say about them. Next, progressive activists masquerading as journalists will begin to write pieces saying, why is YouTube hosting? Why nationalists? Why is Twitter allowing these far-right extremists on their platform? And so eventually these tech giants who share the same political leanings as these activists will see these pieces and hear the backlash and think, oh, that's not good. So they'll ban these figures, regardless of if they've actually broken the terms of service. And in the case of Tommy Robinson, actually, as the film shows, you even had British government officials asking YouTube, why are you guys recommending me Tommy Robinson videos? Are you guys okay? okay with YouTube and the British government deciding what videos you can and can't watch? Because I'm not. And that brings us to another point that Gavin, Laura, and Tommy talk about, which is that when you're deplatformed, you lose any ability that you once had to defend yourself against these smears. A lot of people in Gavin's town, for example, now think he's some white supremacist and he doesn't have a way to tell them that they're wrong. I don't care if you're not a commentator or even if you're not a conservative. The idea that nowadays you can be labeled an untouchable and silenced with no possible way to redeem yourself or let people know that they're wrong about you, that should terrify everyone. We should all be terrified. But the thing with censorship is that it's been happening for so long, it feels like, and to so many people that as someone in the documentary says, you just get punch drunk. You get tired and desensitized from it happening over and over again. Uh, Tommy Robinson's been banned from this platform. Uh, Laura Loomer's kicked off of this. Uh, Gavin McInnes no longer on here anymore. It ends up becoming like white noise, but that is the most dangerous position to be in. We cannot afford to become apathetic to the fact that people are being depersoned for their opinions. Opinions that, if you're watching this, by the way, are likely yours as well. And I think this film should also serve as a reminder for anyone who's consumed and enjoyed content from these independent media figures. Did you appreciate and do you appreciate the work of Gavin McInnes and Tommy Robinson? Well, just because you don't see their posts on your timeline anymore, that doesn't mean they've just disappeared. These people made content to educate you and entertain you. They stuck their necks out to do that and they have been punished because of it. They've been smeared, their personal and financial lives have been damaged, and sadly the impression that I get from this movie is that all of the people who were so keen to silence the Tommies and the Gavins of the world world, 
I mean, at this point, they've largely succeeded in accomplishing what they wanted to. Tommy, Laura, they've lost 70 to 90% of their income. They've gotten death threats. They've had to move. It's up to us right now, their audience, their viewers, to support them because the next election cycle that comes around, we're going to need them doing the work that they do. But if we don't support them now when they're at their most vulnerable, we're gonna regret it. And that brings us to all of the people saying, oh, but they're a private company. They can do whatever they want. You will never see someone on the left become such a big fan of private ownership as when a conservative has just been deplatformed. But in all seriousness, this situation matters, not just because we miss Paul Joseph Watson's selfies on Instagram. No, it's because this affects elections. If social media companies control what can and cannot be said online, then in essence, they control election results as well. How can the right win elections if we can't even share our ideas? We can't. And this brings us to another point that the film explores, which isn't talked enough about, which is that not only do social media companies censor and ban conservatives, largely at the behest of the establishment media, but then on their platforms, they also unfairly prop up content made by these same establishment media groups. For example, earlier this year, YouTube did announce that it would be doing more to stop the spread of borderline content on its platform. What that means now is that content that does not break the terms of service, but comes close to it, i.e. is any content that YouTube doesn't like, won't be taken down from the platform, but will not show up in search results on the homepage or in video recommendations. And yes, I am around 90% sure at this point that that is what is happening to our channel. It's the equivalent of being shadow banned on YouTube. And no, this is not a conspiracy theory. This is what YouTube is saying openly that it is doing. When it comes to content from the establishment media though, CNN, MSNBC, Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert, it doesn't matter if another creator has more views than you do, if another creator has a better like to dislike ratio than you do, if another creator has better engagement than you do. Your videos are the ones that are going to be featured on the trending page. Your videos are the ones that are going to pop up for search results. So not only are these platforms silencing conservative viewpoints, or heck, not even conservative, but just anti-progressive opinions, but they're also artificially propping up opinions by left-wing establishment hacks. Content that is so mundane and uncompelling that even with the backing of the entirety of Silicon Valley and the establishment media still cannot manage to reach the same level of engagement and viewership that Infowars does. And yes, Young Turks, I am talking to you. Okay, maybe you can be mad that social media companies are banning people, but you can't get upset that they're just not promoting you. That's ridiculous. Uh, actually, I can get mad about it. Yeah, because you see banning people and choosing to favor some content over other content, featuring certain videos because of something subjective like, oh, I agree with this viewpoint, instead of something objective like tagging or search relevancy or engagement or views. That's called content curation. And guess what? Platforms aren't supposed to do that. That's what publishers do. So YouTube, if you want to try to control the public discourse by censoring conservatives while trying to shove the Young Turks and CNN down our throats continuously, then that's just fine. But if that's the case, then I, and I think a lot of other people, want to see you deal with the other realities of being a publisher, which is exactly what you're being right now. If you won't stop silencing the viewpoints of people you don't like, which it doesn't look like you will, then how about we see you held legally accountable for 
every single video posted to your site. I have a feeling you won't like that. So if anyone watching this right now is not yet convinced that social media censorship is one of the biggest problems facing our society, then please watch this movie. It's called You Can't Watch This. It's out Wednesday, May 15th, and you can find it at censoredmovie.com. Overall, just a really important topic and a really important film. So let me know if you guys are planning to see it or if you have already seen it, but that's it for me. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.